Hey guys, Dan Schreiner here with the Disciple Henson Podcast. We've got some special guests today. Jen Whitcomb, our Deacon of Children's Ministry, and Camille Miles, our Family Ministry Administrator. And uh, this is a podcast on children's and youth ministry, and it's going to take the place of our children's ministry training this year. Um, so we are asking all our child care workers, all our children's ministry workers, youth workers, deacons, staff, elders, security team to listen to this just so we're all on the same page, just so we know how we can all protect uh, the children of our church. Actually, the insurance requires us to have some sort of training. We thought it would be most convenient to do it over podcast for you guys and to submit a short quiz to prove that you listened to this and that you were with us every step of the way. And you also have an opportunity on that quiz to ask questions, even win prizes. The first person who submits uh, the quiz after the release of this episode, we'll get a gift card to Eastside Coffee Shop and uh, we'll maybe have some other prizes too. We'll have to figure that out later. So like I said, Camille and Jen are going to join me later to talk through our philosophy of ministry, uh, safety policies, guidelines, check-in, COVID, and also offer some encouragement and thanks to you, of course. So thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the quiz, which is in the podcast notes and in the church newsletter that comes out on Monday. And we hope you benefit and are helped by this episode. Well, before we get into some of the logistics of uh, how to check in your kids and our safety policies, let me speak briefly to the why or to our vision or philosophy of children's ministry in particular at Henson. And I want to start maybe where you wouldn't expect me to start. I'm going to start with the parents before we get to our classes and our programs, because I'm just going to briefly speak to, to those. But first, I want to I talk about how parenting is an area of our discipleship. And I wonder how often we think of it that way. I wonder how often we think of parenting our kids as an area of our discipleship where we need help from one another. I, I think we often feel like we need help. But um, let's be, as a church, supporting and encouraging one another in this area of parenting. Um, so if you have friends in the congregation where you have been encouraged by how you see them uh, loving their kids, caring for their kids, uh, being an example of Christian maturity and uh, doing family worship, if you hear of that, that would be a great uh, way to encourage a brother or sister because parenting is, a, is, a hard, is hard work and it's filled with a lot of self-doubt and discouragement. You can feel uh, you know, mom and dad guilt for not doing enough. Uh, feeling like a failure when it comes to family worship or or discipline or even just playing with your kids or you don't know, pray for your kids enough. We're, we're often plagued by a lot of guilt. We need encouragement. So let's provide that for one another and let's uh, ask for, for prayer and for help. Um, so even though that might not be an area of family ministry that you would expect me to talk about, we, again, we think the, that God has given the task of raising kids first and foremost to parents, and we need one another's help. And that is in part what the church is for, to encourage us in Christ-likeness in every area of our lives, including parenting. Now I want to speak to our classes, and, and it's connected to what I just talked about. One of the ways we seek to help and encourage parents 
in our church is by coming alongside them and offering various classes that the church teaches and supports. We don't go out and hire random people or other Christians from other churches to to watch our kids, to teach our kids God's truth. We understand that this is our job together, and we're all in it together. And we should continue to think of it that way, that this is like a co-op of parents, of singles, and, and, and people, uh, brothers and sisters in the church from all walks of life who love Jesus and love kids, and they're seeking to give parents uh, one, a break, so not just so that they can go out and have brunch, but so that they can participate more fully in corporate worship. So particularly that would be true in on Sunday morning during the worship services. That's always uh, at the 1030 service. That's a priority for us to have child care there. Um, so we're, we've been thankful to be able to have that um, even as we've been coming out of COVID. And we're excited to offer that coming up September 5th for the evening service for the younger ones. Um, but it's not just, it's not just babysitting. It's not just childcare, both in the, in the younger kids classes and particularly in the older kids class on Sunday night, we are seeking to, uh, come together and have an intentional time to teach children biblical truths, talk to them about the gospel, show them Christ's love. Uh, apart from parents and family, we, the church are in the best position to do that. This is uh, such a joy to, to be a part of this of this kind of ministry where together with our brothers and sisters, we're, we're getting to know kids, we're playing with them, giving them snacks, reading them Bible stories, and it's a great way to build relationships with other members in the church as you serve alongside them and as you build relationships with their kids. I feel like uh, I don't really know uh, a couple in the church until I've kind of gotten to know their kids. Uh, certainly the kids are a big part of, of who we are uh, during various stages of life. So that's kind of the why for what we do in family ministry, particularly in the Sunday classes. Um, if you have any questions about our philosophy of children's ministry, you can check out our website, or I would love to hear from you. Jen Whitcomb, welcome to the Disciple Henson podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. And you're here to talk about your favorite subject. Children. <laughs> Henson's child protection policy. Absolutely. It's my favorite. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about safety. Um, what are some things that parents and workers should know about how we seek to protect the kids while they're in our care? Uh, well, I think the first thing would just be to let it let everyone know that safety is really important to us and that we think about it often. Um, it's not just a conversation that we have once and then it's done. We're constantly talking about it, constantly assessing what needs to happen, what needs to change. Um, I think our members have been very generous and faithful um, with their time stepping up to volunteer, but we um, also make sure that our volunteers are safety trained. So that's kind of the first thing that I would love for everyone to know that we are training our volunteers. Um, so if you are looking to volunteer and aren't volunteering already, that's a huge part of what we do. Um, I'll just go ahead and talk about the basics that every volunteers or every volunteer needs to know and that, be reminded of. That'd be really helpful. Yeah, just give us an overview. And uh, listeners, you can always ask uh, specific questions and submit that through the form on the quiz or reach out to Jen, Camille, or I, or Steve. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so the first thing that we want everyone to know is that we never allow children to be alone with an unrelated adult. So if a child gets dropped off early, 
um, and there aren't two volunteers present, we ask the parents to stay. Um, we're not, we want to create a space where there's never a one-on-one unaccountable situation. Um, in the baby nursery, one of the important factors that we talk about with volunteers is that we don't do diaper changes. Um, right now, some of that's COVID, but some of that is also accountability. So parents will bring their kids dry, ready to go. And then mostly that's not a problem. But if there is something that comes up and a kid needs to be changed, then we just text the parents and have them come. Um, for children that are potty trained and need to go to the bathroom, uh, there's a couple factors here. This one's a little trickier. Um we do ask that only women take children to the bathroom just to provide an extra layer of accountability. Children also need to use the bathroom independently, if at all possible. Um, some younger children obviously will need help, depending. Sunday clothes aren't always the most like toilet friendly. I just, it's the way it is. So if a child does need help, we ask that two adults have eyes on the situation. Usually that's the room volunteer and then also the worker at the desk just to make sure that there's an extra layer of accountability. Um, and that's pretty much it for the nursery side of things. Volunteers who are working with youth will have guidelines specific to that demographic, and we'll cover that in that context. But for the nursery, those are the main things that we talk about. That's really helpful. I'll just uh, add a couple things, and then we'll check with you, Camille, if you want to add anything. Um Parents, just so you know, uh, the people working with your kids, they've all had a criminal background check through Checker, and uh, which is the name of the company that we use to run a, a global watch list check, national criminal records check, county criminal records check. Uh, they watch uh, child abuse education and prevention videos from a ministry called Ministry Safe. So you can Google that, Ministry Safe. We think they do a really excellent job of just uh, making us aware so that we can protect the kids. Um, and then we ask all our workers to look over our child protection policy online and be familiar with some of the more details. Um, and Jen did a great job of giving us an overview. If you wanted more details and you wanted to look about more about that, you can check on our website and go to Church Life, fam, Our Families, and then at the bottom is our child protection policy. There's a link, and we can even link to that child protection policy in the podcast notes for your convenience. Camille, do you want to add anything about how we seek to protect kids while they're in our care? Um, I would just add one more thing. If you see um, one of these rules being violated or not followed, please um, let me know, let Jen know, let Daniel know, and we'll follow through and um, just see what's going on and make sure um, we comply. That's great. Jen, Deacon of Children's Ministry, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Camille Miles, our family ministry administrator, is here to talk about some basic guidelines for Sunday. Camille, take it away. All right. These are the essentials that every children's volunteer needs to know. You will receive an email usually on Thursday reminding you you are scheduled to serve. If you're unable to serve, please get a sub. You should have a schedule um, emailed to you last week, I believe, that um, lists everyone serving in every class. Find someone from that list to trade with. The church directory has all the contact information you need. So when you get a sub, um, go ahead and text or email me so that um, we can have an accurate volunteer list at the desk for Sunday. 
Um, one thing to consider, if you are female, please find a woman to take your place because we keep the balance um, of volunteers in each room um, very specific gender-wise. And so um, if you're a man, it doesn't matter. If you're, a, if you're a woman, please get a woman to sub for you. Then on Sunday, this is the procedure for Sunday, please arrive healthy. If you're not feeling well at the last minute, go ahead and text me. Um, and I'll try to find you a sub. If you're running late, also, please text. Volunteers need to arrive 15 minutes early. If the service starts at our usual 1030, volunteers need to be in the classroom by 1015. For September, our service is scheduled at 9, so all of our volunteers need to arrive by 845. When you come into the building, check in at the desk. Each week, there's a desk volunteer who's overseeing children's ministry for that morning. Let her know you've arrived, and then go ahead and go to your classroom. Now, when you get in the classroom, notice there's several laminated papers there. One has the schedule to follow. It's just a rough outline of how your morning will go. It includes like the play time, the Bible story time, snack time, a cleanup time, and it's very helpful. Um, there's also simple cleaning instructions that Jen Whitcomb has put together. Um, please follow these and leave the room ready for the next class when, when the class is over. Um, just a reminder, on Sundays, um, the rule, no child is to be alone with a, an adult volunteer. So do not check a child into your class unless the second adult is present. Um, that, that's the big rule on Sunday. So often you'll just have to ask parents to um, hang out for a few minutes until the next volunteer is there. Also, this is a good reminder, um, if you arrive on time, there's no need to ask parents to wait. So. Um, when we move to the iPad check-in system, um, only allow the child to check out um, with a person who has that matching tag. Um, new this year, um, in our classrooms, we have um, video screens or TVs that are mounted on the walls. And these have allowed our volunteers and children to listen to the service during the morning, um, including the singing, the prayers, sometimes even the sermon. Um, depending on the noise level in the classroom. Whenever a baptism has happened and um, it's, that's wonderfully happened frequently in the last few months. Um, the teachers are to have the children sit, and you can listen to the testimony of the individual and watch the baptism. Um, just a note, too, about these TVs. Sometimes the getting to the right channel has been a little bit tricky, but these should be planned. They should be already turned on and ready to go by the time you arrive on Sunday. If you have any questions, check with a desk volunteer, and they'll be able to handle that for you. Camille, one question I get a lot uh, from volunteers is, are they entitled to the animal crackers that we give to the children? Absolutely. Although we did have uh, an incident a few years ago in which um, someone was taking a lot of those animal cookies, um, like eating bins and bins full. So please be moderate in your consumption of the animal cookies. That is correct. And one thing that has changed, our volunteers might notice, is our um, morning snacks, which right now are fish, goldfish crackers, mm. are individually packaged. And so Jen Wickham has been great about setting out the right number of snack packages for um, our kids and volunteers in the room each week. So if you need more of anything in the classroom, if you have any questions in the classroom, the desk person is the one to go to and they'll take care of whatever you need. Uh, maybe in the future we could have a podcast just devoted to snacks and we could have uh, Jeff Holston Hume join us as uh, one of the biggest snackers that I know. <laughs> 
Camille, thank you for running over those basic guidelines. Again, if you have any questions, please reach out to us or fill out uh, the form or the quiz that is provided in this podcast notes. Thanks again, Camille. You're welcome. Camille, why don't you tell us the plan for the fall in family ministry? Yes. On Sunday mornings this fall, childcare is going to be provided for all kids, infants through preschool during the main service. Now we have a nursery that is designated for infants and young toddlers, but the other three classrooms, we are going to have children assigned by families. Instead of having 12 two-year-olds from 12 different families in one class like we did several years ago, we might have four or five family groups with kids ranging ranging from ages two to four in a class. And that's been working really well over the last few months, but what was uh, kind of the thinking behind that originally, Camille, and why are we continuing in that way? Because that's kind of a new thing for us to run childcare that way. Right. Um, initially, this was something we did because of COVID. We were, so, we were trying to keep um, families and pods. We were looking at small groups, looking at families that um, interacted during the week and trying to group people to minimize a COVID exposure if that happened. Um, thank the Lord, we haven't had any COVID exposures that we know of at church. We've been able to, things have gone really smoothly. But um, initially that was the um, motivation for doing this. And it actually worked very well. Um, our rooms this year have been calm Having siblings together has reduced the separation anxiety at the beginning of the class. And so because it's worked so well, and also because things are still kind of up in the air with COVID, as even this week has shown with um, new guidelines, we've decided to keep this in place for the next season. So this is in, in place right now for the next school year. Now, that's our Sunday morning. We are going to continue to offer our children's Bible class for kids in grades kindergarten through fifth grade during the evening prayer service. Now, once again, this was birthed out of the COVID world. We wanted to provide good age-appropriate biblical instruction for our children, but in a context that we felt was responsible. And this class has been very well received. Um, The majority of our church families have children attending who are age-appropriate, and this um, Time slot and format seem to have been seem to be working well right now for our church, and so um, just for the next season, I can't speak to beyond that. We're going to continue to offer this class um, with ages, you know, kindergarten through fifth grade in the fall. Now, one exciting thing um, is that we're also going to be off, able to offer childcare for preschool and under starting September fifth uh, with uh, Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night, night yes, service. during the prayer service. Right. So there will be something for um, all the children in the church from fifth grade down. Uh, one thing I'd like to mention, just that children's Bible class, um, one thing that, that's made it work um, so well is just the quality of teachers we've had there engaging the kids. And this fall, Mary Liber and Ashley Schreiner will be the primary teachers for that group. And we'll, they'll continue to teach through the <clears throat> To Be Like Jesus curriculum that we have. It's put out by Truth78, a Desiring God ministry. Memory verses are a big part of this program. Actually, it's not really a program, but they're they're part of this teaching. And the kids have been very enthusiastic about memorizing scripture. Kids have done a great job memorizing their verses, haven't they? Just as a whole. As a whole, they've come in with their verses memorized, super excited, and they've retained the verses over time, which has been really encouraging. Um, This summer, we added a music component to the class. Um, Sarah Coder, 
led mm-hmm. that, and that's been excellent as well. I'm not sure what that looks like in the fall, but um, it, it's it's been a delight to see the children all singing. Mm-hmm. Um, about the childcare for the preschool and under, um, Jen Whitcomb is preparing the room next to the gym in our basement for this, and it is really coming together well. It looks great. I think um, the kids who are preschool and under will be very excited to be able to hang out in that room and see the toys and the books and just the setup that's there. So it'll be ready to go September 5th. If you're a parent of a child in the age group, you'll be getting an email soon with the details. And if you haven't, if you'd like to volunteer, there's still time to sign up for that um, time slot. That's great. Uh, Camille, one question we get uh, quite a bit, or you've gotten, I guess, a few times is when are we going to bring back Sunday school for the elementary age students during the first hour from nine to 10? Um, And uh, we're just kind of waiting and seeing on that, right? We're going to keep with the plan of Sunday night, uh, Sunday Bible classes for elementary age students in the evening um, instead of Sunday morning. And that's for a number of reasons. I mean, initially we did that because we didn't have Sunday classes because of COVID, we were, but we were having the, the Sunday night service. And then it's worked so well at that time slot that we're just going to keep it that way uh, for this next year. Anything you would add about kind of the rationale of why we're kind of moved it from the morning to the evening? When we moved it to the evening, it was more... Um it was a decision made kind of out of necessity with COVID, but we um, were surprised, I would say, and delighted to find how well that time slot worked for our families. Um, Sunday morning is hard sometimes for families to get up early and come the hour and a half before the main service. And so attendance was spotty. Maybe 50% of our kids were able to make it. And we've had almost 100% attendance in the evening with kids coming in ready to be really attentive, not looking like they just woke up. Right. I know for my family, that evening time slot um, has worked really well. The kids have been really receptive to the teaching at that time. Mm. Our, I know our kids, the Shriner kids, look forward to it during the afternoon, and then they can work on the verses a little bit with us, preparing, leading up to the class. And just for all of our Henson members, uh, just so you guys know, um, if we know that Sunday can be a long day for for families in particular if you're doing kind of the, the trifecta of uh, Sunday classes, Sunday morning service, and Sunday evening. So when your kids are young or if you feel like you can only do two of those things, we would recommend that you prioritize uh, coming out on Sunday night um, and, and then, of course, the Sunday morning worship service. It's not that we don't think our Sunday classes for the adults are aren't excellent. We do, we think they are. Todd often teaches one. Um, I get to teach them from time to time. We have great teachers, um, and, uh, great classes and, and good participation, but just for families and for the church as a whole, we really want to prioritize a gathering to pray on Sunday night and having a program for children during that time seems to support that priority that we have. Uh, Camille, anything to add about, uh, about just the plan for the fall, or did that pretty much cover it? I think that covered it. I'm excited. I've noticed children entering our building with smiles on their faces, happy to be at church. And um, I mean, the Lord is kind. It may be that this particular season is a sweet one for our family, but um, kids seem to be doing well 
least when they're at church. So I'm very happy about that. It's so refreshing to see the kids, uh, you know, happy to see their friends, happy to be learning about God's word after being unable to gather on a regular basis and have these children's classes uh, over the, you know, over the year 2020 when it was so intermittent and we didn't have anything going for the kids. So uh, sometimes when something's taken away, you realize the blessing that you have. So thank you for Camille for all your work and launching, particularly the Sunday night class and recruiting such faithful, uh, generous volunteers to work with our kids. That's right. Thank you. Jen Whitcomb, our Deacon of Children's Ministry, is back, and she's here to talk about our new check-in procedure, which will begin, Lord willing when we're back in the building fully. So this is, we're looking into October now, right. and we're gonna have a new check-in procedure. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Jen? Yeah, we're really excited about this one. Um, as soon as we get back into the building, we will be starting a new children's ministry procedure. Um, and this will be not only for visitors, this will be for everybody. Um, we're gonna use the main entrance as a point of entry for all families. Uh, the which, main entrance being on Salmon Street, right, so the, the, the stairway. Right, the stared entrance, mm -hmm. right. So the children's ministry door will be locked pretty much the whole time, which will be helpful for security as well. Um, there will be three iPad stations set up in the foyer area um, near the welcome desk. So you'll get to go to the station, you'll enter your phone number, follow the instructions, each of the children will receive a name tag that will include important information like allergies, that kind of thing, how to contact you. And then parents will receive a parent tag, which will allow them to pick up their children after the service. Parent tag is really, really important. Um, when we had the system before, we used it well. Now we're using it better. So the parent tag will be essential. Um, after the child and parent have checked in and gotten their sticker, the families will proceed to the children's wing down the stairs by the community hall. And then um, they will check in at the desk. It's really important to note here that we will be asking families not to access the children wing, children's wing in any other way. I know there's a million ways to get around the church, and some of us know that better than others. Um, but for security reasons, for health and safety, we just want to be really streamlined in our process. So we'll be asking everyone to go straight down those stairs to the children's desk, and that way we can keep track of who's come in, what families are here, just have a better record of who's come into the children's wing. At the end of the service, I mentioned it already, you have to have your printed tag. Now, it doesn't mean that a parent necessarily has to go get their child, but whoever is picking up the child has to have the tag that they got at the beginning. So that's really important. Um, those are the basics. We'll definitely have more information in the following weeks as we get closer to check in and figure out what that will look like specifically. But that's what we're looking forward to. I think it'll be a really good system. It'll keep our children safe. Um, it'll also allow us to welcome vol or welcome new people coming in. We'll be able to see that happening. Um, we actually will have someone checking in the new families that come. So that'll be a good point of contact. Welcome to Hinson. We're so glad you're here, mm -hmm. making sure that no one gets missed. And that's right up in the welcome desk area the, or the welcome center Correct. upstairs. So technically that's the second floor, right? Right. I think so. <laughs> After you go up the stairs from right. Salmon Street. When you get in the foyer, that's where <laughs> Whatever level that is. Where the welcome desk was before mm -hmm. with that wooden wall, that's where the iPads will be. That's great. Camille, anything to clarify or add about the new check-in procedure? Um, no, just look for an email um, as we get close to October with um, more 
specific instructions. That's great. And again, just to clarify, this is for uh, the children's, ch- the child care during the main worship service. Uh, we will continue to do check-in the way we've been doing it for, um, for children uh, participating in the Bible class on Sunday night. Well, that'll be the same check-in going forward. And for the remainder of um, our outdoor services, we will be using that door that glass door on Salmon Street for picking up and dropping off your kids. But come back, come October when we're back inside, that's when we will be locking that door down and we'll no longer use that door on Salmon Street, that glass door um, for, for check-in and check-out. Is that right? That's right. That's correct. Thanks again, Jen. Some of you maybe were wondering what we were going to say regarding COVID. Not much. We are all sick of talking about it. So next subject. Now, we, we do want to say for uh, the parents and for the workers, just uh, some some kind of quick bullet points regarding how we're taking COVID into consideration. Um, we are going to do everything that we can, that we can reasonably do to ensure that kids um, stay healthy. Uh, and the, the big one is... Please don't serve or check your kids in if they're if you're feeling ill or if the kids seem to have any symptoms of illness. Um, you know, being a part of the children's classes is not a right; it's a privilege. So, parents, we welcome children into the worship service, into the Sunday night prayer service. Uh, your kids are welcome to be there again. And if they're if anybody's really sick uh, or has you know more than kind of a, a sniffly nose. Um, if you have any symptoms of fever uh, or anything like that, that's that's why we have the live stream now, um, so that you can still watch the service and benefit from the teaching of God's word and hear your brothers and sisters singing. Um, that's that's what we why we can be so thankful for that technology, um, and hope that you're feeling better by the next Sunday. Uh, we are uh, just using the rooms once. We're not using the same rooms for children's ministry Sunday morning and then using the same room Sunday night. We're seeking to clean the rooms more thoroughly. Uh, we're following all the mandates uh, required by the governor when it comes to uh, our situation with childcare, with children's classes. This is not, we are not a school. We do not have the ability to require or the right to require our volunteers who often just work maybe once a month uh, with the kids for an hour or so uh, to require our workers to be vaccinated. So parents, you should know that, that um, while different pastors are going to have and and leaders in our ministry are going to have different perspectives on the vaccine, we, uh, we can't at this time require that kind of vaccination. We haven't required a flu vaccine for our workers in the past. And so in a, in a similar way, we at this time, we are not requiring our workers to be vaccinated. Uh, but we do ask, we do require that they come, they come healthy. And at this time that they be masked. Um, so if you have any questions about that, or you want to know more about the thinking behind that, we'd be happy to talk to you more. Finally, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, But thank you most of all for serving in children's and youth ministry. Your ministry often goes unnoticed and unthanked. But on behalf of all the parents, on behalf of Camille, Jen, Steve, I want to thank you for how you seek to build up the unity of the church by serving the least, at least in age, among us. Um, just as our Savior came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many, 
you guys uh, give up, uh, even if it's just a Sunday a month, um, or hours in preparing a lesson for the children, these are practical ways that you show concern and love for your brothers and sisters, for the parents, for the children themselves, uh, by serving as a sub, as a youth volunteer, or part of our regular children's ministry rotation. So I just want to remind you that Christ sees your service, um, and we trust that he rewards those who serve faithfully, cheerfully, and out of a heart to please and honor him. I also just want to thank you for your flexibility over this last year and a half. Thank you for your cheerful cooperation with us as leadership and as staff as we've sought to sometimes have to make decisions on the fly regarding uh, mandates that we often get little heads up on. Um, you know, I know that many of you don't agree with everything we do or how we do it in children's ministry, but I mean, that's the nature of being a family, right? We submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, not because we fundamentally agree with the philosophy or the methods, but because we love Jesus. Uh, it has been such a delight to work with you all, alongside you all. Um, it, over this season, I think we have seen uh, the Lord's kindness to us. I think, I, I, it's as Camille mentioned earlier, there's been such a sweetness to our interaction with the children. I just love the children of this church. You as parents are doing such a great job in um, being examples to the kids of, of respect, of obedience. Uh, they seem to be genuinely happy, uh, the kids do at the church, and attentive to the biblical instruction. The kids are great listeners. Um, again, as we conclude this episode, let us know if you have questions and comments. Um, we'll, we'll see if there's enough questions that we think would be helpful for all um, to hear and to hear a response from Jen, Camille, and I. We might do a part two of this episode where we just kind of have a Q&A. So do not hesitate to ask, submit questions to us over email or text or just give us a call. Again, thank you for your flexibility. Thank you for listening. And with that, we are done.